Cheers! Welcome, Welcome to, to Movie, movie bitches. bitches. Let's have a kiki with Movie Bitches. A special podcast episode. It's the beginning of the Movie Bitches Book Club. Yes. Yeah, we promised it and it's finally here. We promised it in late 2016, not sure. You know, whatever. Much like Ophelia, <laughs> some things are worth the wait. That That is true. Or should I say unlike Ophelia? I don't know. <laughs> I would be interested to rewatch it and see if they changed anything. That's all I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If anyone's seen it and seen our review, let us know. First things first, shout out to our wine sponsor, Wink. Try wink.com slash moviebitches and you get $22 off your first month of wine. <laughs> and your first month is free. Your, your mattress is free. <laughs> Nothing is quite as enjoyable as curling up with a good book and a glass of red wine. That is true. I just really feel like I'm on an episode of SNL on an episode of like NPR. I feel like these are going to be too sleepy where people tell us all the time that they, they watch on while they go to, go to bed. So mm. now they're really going to be like... Well, it's a different it's a different vibe. Yeah, it's a different vibe. We're, we're in the library. We are actually in a library. Yeah. That is true. Which is perfectly apropos for a, a book episode. Spoiler, not spoiler. It's kind of much like everything else in our episodes. Avril has read it and I have not. I am not an avid reader. <laughs> Just period. Never was. No. You know? I never liked to read. I mean, I don't mind reading, but like, sure. I just was never like, oh, I want to read a book. I was a, a terrible reader, had a really hard time concentrating, couldn't read long chapters. and then Gowned. Gowned, <laughs> you know. And then the Harry Potter books came out. Huh? And they got more difficult to read as I got more advanced in reading and I mm. aged as Harry aged and et cetera, et cetera. And that really kicked off my reading habit both my parents always had a book so i always like wanted to be a reader of but, course like i was so bad at it but now i've sort of committed and i'm quite quite an avid reader yeah you are i try to be and then i just never think about it i think that's the biggest thing is mm-hmm. i never make space for reading yeah you do have to make the time and then once you get in the habit of it i mean and it's hard like well, i think once you get about 50 pages into a book you're like, okay, I'm going to yeah. finish this thing. Or yeah. you're like, no, I'm done. I think, I think that's a good thing that you've taught me. It's like sometimes you just got to put the book down and give up. Oh, yeah. I had to learn that lesson. That's what happens to me a lot is like I'm not enjoying it. And yeah. so then I stop reading it and then I just stop. Then you stall out. Exactly. I think sometimes it's hard to know what to read. So hopefully this will be helpful for some people hopefully. to know what to read. Well, and what I try to do is I'll pick fun books mm-hmm. and serious books mm. you know people get all snooty oh i only read you know Non-fiction. fancy biographies or whatever the fuck you know and it's like oh no you can read trashy books too trashy books are just as good yeah different exactly but just as good yeah so i recently finished two books that we're going to talk about and oh. andrew is going to talk about books he may possibly read in the future yeah and then we're going to read a, a short a short little story. We'll get uh, to it later. Yeah. Who's ready for story time? <laughs> I'm excited. Andrew is a better out loud reader than I, I find. You think? I think so. Okay. Sometimes I panic. Mm. <laughs> it's like Julia Child. You know, you just have to have the courage of your convictions. Yes, exactly. Well, the book that I just finished is actually called Caught in Time, which is part of a trilogy. And soon the fourth one's coming out soon. I'm excited. Oh, You said it was a trilogy, though. Well, okay, it's a series. A quadra, a series. Okay, it's a okay, series. Okay. I just read the third one. The fourth one's coming out. Cool. I think in the beginning of July. Very excited. Oh my! It checks a lot of boxes. Time travel. Cool. Murder mystery. Oh. 
uh, Regency era. Mm. Uh, little thriller, little mystery, little bit of romance. They're really, really fun. They're great. Nice. Basically, this FBI agent, Kendra Donovan, Ooh. inexplicably travels back in time. Some sort of vortex. It just happens. It just happens. And so if you're not into fantasy, blah, 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 it's not that fantastical. It's just sort of a fish out of water what? I'm a feminist lady who's in the Regency era and I just gotta solve these murders! So I would highly recommend them, actually, for if you're into all of that stuff. The first one's called Murder in Time. And, uh, you know, they're just a fun, uh, fun read with some historical context and some not so much. <laughs> Do you think they're going to turn it into a movie slash TV show? I think it would be pretty great, actually. Do you think it could become like the next murder she wrote? I think it would be a great miniseries. Sure. I don't think it would be a... I mean, you could change... Yeah, you could. You could change it and just have... Oh, and this week, Kendra's, you know, solving the mystery of who stabbed the cook in the castle. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> It'd be fun. I mean, I will say, I know this is a book episode, but Murder, She Wrote, they have seasons one through five on Amazon, finally, now, because it disappeared. Yeah, on Amazon Prime, excuse great. me. Um, <laughs> just... Exactly. No, for free. It's so nice having it back because that show is just so campy and silly and fun. It's and back in my life. They're wacky. Well, because I think part of the hook in those is that she's a murder mystery writer. And so the murder mysteries she's solving are, are sort of hyperbolic of that. It's you like, know, is in... this a, all in her imagination or is it right. all really happening to her? Don't get also, near Jessica why... Fletcher. Because Never get near Jamie Fletcher. Yeah. Isn't Jessica? Jessica B. Fletcher. Oh, I thought you said Jamie. No, J.B. Oh, J.B. J.B. Fletcher. It's like, who's this Jamie Fletcher you oh. speak of? Oh. <laughs> it's her twin brother who was murdered. <gasps> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> so, yeah, I think those are, are poking fun in some ways at, obviously, at murder mysteries. And sure. so that's why it's sort of so delightful yeah. about murder. So you read Murder in Time or you've read all three? I've read all three. Um, they're just a little gruesome. There's some pretty ridiculous, just like feminism, you know, nonsensey kind of like, I'm a lady, I'm going to tell you what's what. And, <laughs> and like, of course, the people that are uh, surrounding her are like, yeah, that's right. Let's go against everything that society says. And you're like, this is a great bubble. I love it. <laughs> I like that. I like this bubble of, <laughs> of happiness. That's great. So if you like those things, I would recommend them. They're fun and, and simple and easy. Good. Yeah. Well, so going back to what we said earlier about knowing when to quit, I finally just decided that Sally Field, I love you, but I I don't care. Oh, were you reading her biography? I was reading her biography in pieces. I will, So first off, I also will share this wealth of knowledge with everyone. Uh-huh. So if you, like, I don't mind. I know a lot of people, like, you prefer reading an actual physical book. Yeah, I can't read on a screen. Right. And libraries are still great for that as yeah. well. But it's a lot easier. I use a Kindle. Um, and there's this app called Overdrive where you sign in with your library card and you can rent a book for your Kindle or iPad or like whatever digital reading device you have for free. My little trick also is don't spread this too far around. Um, <laughs> is, is that if you put your Kindle in airplane mode after you've rented it, then it doesn't know that it's expired. And that's really key for me because I just don't read enough or quickly enough. So, like, I had in pieces since October 1st, 2018. Oh. Um, and I just now decided that, you know, I wasn't going to make it past the third chapter, fourth yeah, you, chapter. You know, you just got to make a, make a decision. Yeah, well, you know, it was interesting, but I just was like, this isn't riveting. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of biographies unless your life is insane. Sure. Or, like, just phenomenally interesting. Like, I read... Clara Bow's um, 
biography a long time ago, and her <laughs> life is is just absolutely fascinating. And so I was really into that. Sure. Another really good book is uh, Courting Danger, which oh. is Alice Marble was this uh, tennis player from the twenty thirties uh, clear through you know whenever the the forties or the fifties and uh, just this badass lady who then became like a spy for America in world war two and like was taking down the Nazis. Uh, So that's like fascinating and amazing and like, holy shit, what's going on? So I think it just really depends. And not to say that Sally Field's life is uninteresting, but it seems like every celebrity is like, and here's my life story. And you're like, well, yeah, that was, you know, exactly more or less interesting. Exactly. And some of them are like easier reads where it's like, you know, bossy pants, Tina Fey. Like, I enjoyed that. It was so short. Exactly. It was like, that's easy enough to just fly through. But yeah. some of them I was like, no. And like, I've downloaded Kathy Griffin's new book. Right. Um, but I, I have not read it yet. And we'll see. Maybe I'll, maybe that'll be more fun. At least that has like funny anecdotes about celebrities and sure. stories and drama. I find that harder to get engaged with. I like a plot. I get that. Similar to the films I enjoy. I like a plot yes. that's going to take me on a journey. Yeah. In a, in a Taste of Things to Come, mm. I read a, a gay book. Ooh. Well, I didn't actually. I quit this one too. <laughs> so it's called Two Boys Kissing by David Levithan. I don't know. Really, really clever title. Oh, right. Well, and so like I had heard about it. I was like, well, you know what? Like I want another gay book. Like because the last one I read was a fucking... Um, Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. I was going to call it The Peach Pit. Oh, my God. But this one, so I, I I looked it up and I just, I couldn't get into it. It was like, the voice was weird and it was just like... Was it an audiobook? No, 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 oh, no. I meant the... like the voice of the narrator sure. and it's like describing all of these characters as mm. if it was like our town. And I just was <laughs> oh, like... Oh, no, I can't get into that. I know. And it was like, oh, we're the... El-. It was like there were like these elder gays that had like died of AIDS or like died, you know, oh. like had, had died yeah. that were looking down on like new, like oh. living gays. And I just was like, mm, not for like, me. Kind of like Angels in America? Kind of, yes. Mm. And I was just like, nope, not for me. I think you need to find maybe... Uh, uh, trashier, what, trashier right. airport novels. Yeah, well, I mean, I loved Crazy Rich Asians. I read that whole series in like a day. Well, I, I read the first one and then I was like, I'm good. This is, <laughs> that was very stupid. It was very stupid. <laughs> I will say I did rent The Snowman after our review. Ooh, yes. Um, did you start and I, it? I haven't read it yet. Oh, you should read it. I think I will. Although It'll... I think it's probably pretty gnarly. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I wanted to see how it compared to like the... I think movie. it's entirely different. Well, because that movie was just a pure disaster, and apparently they didn't <laughs> film half of it. So, you know. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah. Oh, boy. So then the other book that I just finished that I actually read in like two days mm. was called My Best Friend's Exorcism. Oh, yes. I liked that someone commented that they thought it was My Best Friend's Sexorcism. <laughs> Which I was like, what's a sexorcism? I would love to know. <laughs> I guess a, an exorcism... Involving sex? Maybe, yeah, yeah. You, like, you excise your demons through sex. It's like sexual therapy. Sure. Oh, but, like, your emotional demons, not actual demons. Or both. Or both. (laughs) So I actually found this book because of... That picture you posted on Twitter of Kieran Culkin. Oh my God, how fabulous! The Happy was that Pride picture. Month with the heels by the pool and yes. oh, and I was like, oh, what's that book he's reading? And I zoomed in, and the cover is so fun. Apparently, they re-released it with this cover 
and it grabbed a bunch more people because it's just all it's full 80s throwback it's got like be kind rewind like Love fake it. sticker on it and just like the whole thing is fabulous the cover is amazing so are you telling me that people do judge a book by its cover? oh 100 <laughs> percent. i think i mean you know i think my thing when i'm going through the bookstore or going through the library is all i i do often go for female writers i find mm-hmm. that's more engaging to me and then the the book cover, if it's like, mm, you know, it has to be aesthetically pleasing for me to pick it up. Sure. Unless somebody really recommended it. Well, right, right. Like but uh, my best friend's exorcism was just this really fun, quick summer read uh, that is like nostalgic for the 80s, but in a really mm, not like cash grabby Stranger Things kind of way for me. It was just like got into more details of, of the 80s. And the writer, Grady Hendrix, I was actually really surprised at how, and you know, this is on my assumption, but at how well he wrote to female best friends. It was a really good description of just how crazy you are about your best friend in in middle school, high school, and how you, all these inside jokes, and you respond in this way, and you always do this, and of course, you know all my secrets, and all of these things, and it was really cool how he sort of combined that into a horror movie and it, the the point of the book ends up being you know f- my my friendship is gonna basically conquer what anything right and so i think it's a really fun read it's a little creepy spooky i don't want to give too much away there was some stuff that i was like oh, oh my. <laughs> like that's really crazy or gross or whatever but it was also really interesting take on an exorcism and sort of how it it's not uh, immediately my head spinning around you know right. it was just sort of like she's a little weird and then this is happening and this was sort of weird and it builds and it grows and and i thought it was a, a really fun quick read i liked fun. it a lot i'll add that to my list i'll download it you might like it, it. In a year or two i don't know i don't know what kind of books you like necessarily you know i, I really do like all sorts of uh, of books um like from trashy, fun, silly, even like God, who's the guy that wrote uh, like Jurassic Park and whatever? Oh, Michael Crichton. Yeah, like I like Michael Crichton books. Sure. You know, to like I also can often like like um, nonfictiony you know stuff. Actually, speaking of instant or not Instagram, but it was on Twitter. Mm. Chris Evans. Uh huh. Posted that he was obsessed and world changed or whatever by this book. Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. Oh, okay. And so I downloaded that. I haven't read it yet. But I, he and like 20 other celebrities were all like, oh my God, I read that too. Oh my God, it's so great. Oh my God. And so I was like, oh, well, this book apparently is... Is it fiction, nonfiction? It's, I think it's nonfiction. Oh, okay. It's literally A Brief History of Humankind. Oh, okay, great. That sounds like something Chris Evans would read. I, I don't even know. You know? <laughs> it seems like he would be like interested in the brief history of humanity. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Oh, yeah, let's get into this. That's fair. Where I'm like, now nah, give me like an exorcism. There you <laughs> I tend to like darker books, I find. I've been mm-hmm. reading a lot of Ira Levin, who did like Rosemary's Baby and Stepford Wives. Um, I just read A Kiss Before Dying, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Did a really good job of, and you can only do this in a book, really, of he uses the fact that the book is is not a visual medium to mm. his advantage, let's mm. say. And it was just like a really, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, this is really cool. So, yeah, that was just a quick taste of what I've been reading recently mm. and what Andrew might potentially start reading in the future. Yeah. Maybe I'll try and find some recommendations for you, get you on the reading train. Yeah, I like that. I, I should, because yeah. that's part of it is just that I don't do it. And then if I don't like it, then I'm like, well, I don't know. And I need to just quit and move on. Yeah. Or you just don't put pressure on yourself. Just, That's true, too. Do you feel like reading? Oh, 
good read a chapter. You know, yeah. I think people get like uh, bogged down. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, oh, I feel so guilty. And then you like don't want to read because right. you're like, that's how, when I feel guilty. So I'm thinking about reading. It's like, oh, no, no, make it fun. I will take this opportunity to give a shout out to um, my friend Brandis who wrote a children's book. Oh, yeah. It's available on uh, Amazon Kindle store. It's called The Vulture Came to Town. So if you're looking for a kid's book, you can download uh, or buy that. So I hope you enjoyed that. We are now going to try a new segment called Reading is Fundamental, where I will read a short story written by a gay author. This week, we're starting with Kosher Meat. (laughs) It's a bunch of short stories with... Jewish gay themes? Correct. Is basically how I could describe it. So let's take it away. The first story is My Nazi Summer by Jonathan Wald. In my defense, I met him in the dark, so I didn't know until later that he was a Nazi. (laughs) I mean, should I just try and read this as if it was like an audiobook and then we can just have your reactions in the background? Or should I like, should I I keep it all in? Keep it all inside. Well, we'll see. I'll try and we'll see how that goes. What an opening statement. I know, right? Until I saw him in the, in the light. Because that's, that's how you find out if someone's a Nazi. Of course. Like, you, visually. Well, I guess because he was either Aryan blonde looking. and blue-eyed or a skinhead. That doesn't necessarily mean... Uh, sure. Did he have, like, a, a Nazi maybe, tattoo? Maybe he has a swastika on his forehead. We don't know. I don't he know. He met him in the dark. We yeah. don't know. We don't know. All right, continue. All I knew was that he was tall and muscular and that he liked how my body felt. He didn't actually say he liked my body. If he had, I would have heard the accent. Oh, that's how he knew he was a Nazi, because he was German. Well, that's also not a prerequisite, but sure, okay. Sure, And it would have all been over. I could just tell from the way his hands moved over my chest, the way he was breathing, sharp and deep, the way he kissed me more than he kissed the other guy feeling us up in the oh, dark. Oh, bearing the lead. I know, right? That third guy was only there to make me and the Nazi feel closer. It was because of him, because of the way we both excluded him, that we knew we cared about each other. The Nazi and I. <laughs> I, I, I like. <laughs> My mother hated Germans. Germans and cows. She practiced public land law, and she hated cows for ruining a vital public resource. What was that? Land? Uh, the air? Sure. Quality? Sure, yeah, methane. Methane? Global warming. She was ahead of her time. Ahead I don't of, know. Ahead of her time. Yep. Except for her um, just blatant hatred for Germans. Well, yeah, she hated Germans for killing Jews, it says. <laughs> oh, okay, great. That was the, the second part of the sentence. Great. Everything was black and white for my mother. Good and bad. I was good. My sister was bad. <gasps> Democrats were good. Republicans were bad. And Germans were definitely bad. It's not as if she was religious, my mother. The opposite. She and my father moved away from the East Coast to get away from their crazy Jewish parents. My parents hated religion and the destruction they thought it caused in the world. The wars, the pain. Maybe they even thought, somewhere deep inside them, that the Jews caused the Holocaust. Oh my, this is some self-loathing. She's got a lot of feelings. Yeah. That without religion, the war would never have happened. I don't... Well, you know, I'm not going to delve into that. <laughs> but let's not even touch that with a 10-foot pole. Nope. Growing up, I was never supposed to have German friends or visit Germany on my trips to Europe. Once when <laughs> on I his, thought... How his, when is this? On his many trips to Europe, I'm not allowed to visit Germany. <laughs> no, can't go to Germany. <laughs> 
as a child. Once when I thought about buying a sensible Volkswagen, my mother's passion overran her practicality, and she said no son of hers would ever own a German car. Oddly enough, the Japanese were okay. what's, What's going on? I mean... I guess the Japanese didn't kill any Jews directly. I mean, they, well, I don't, I don't have the figures on that, but you know. Yeah, even though they were on the wrong side of the war, they never targeted the Jews. See, every question we have is answered. Even. <laughs> they were along for the ride. They could be forgiven. My goodness. Oh dear. I bought a Honda. The Nazi wasn't wearing a shirt when I met him. Oh, go back to the sex. Oh, great, great, great. And I could feel his smooth Aryan skin under my fingers. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. What's Aryan skin? It's literally, I mean, just very pale pale white, I guess. But you can't feel paleness. You can't. There's no way to... You can't, yeah, like alabaster skin is really more the the tone than it is the feel. Yeah. That was the first part of him that I had a crush on. His skin. What? Then on his muscles. (laughs) Then on the way he kissed me, his beautiful torso was just barely outlined with silvery moonlight as he caressed me. It was my first summer on Fire Island, and I was 21 and a little pudgy and never in love. I was definitely going to ask how old he was. I was... He could have said he was 12, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Oh, gosh. A lot of touching for a 12-year-old, but sure. The first thing I I had a crush on him about was his His skin skin. and then his muscles. You know, it's like, what? Nothing like this had ever happened to me before. It's lucky he didn't want to do anything unsafe, because I would have done it. <laughs> when is this set to? In the 80s? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, safe? How? Like, protect? Like, I think, like, unprotected sex. Okay. Instead, we just kissed and felt each other as I held on tight. With a third party. Well, right. Well, they ignored him. Okay, great. We still hadn't spoken when we came. And we didn't speak as the Nazi led me away from the third guy, who was still trying to shoot. So did he just, like, give him a hand job? I guess so. I mean, he literally just said kissed and felt each other. but <laughs> Maybe that was enough. I guess felt each other as in, like, with our hands stroking each other's dicks. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Wait, what was the other guy doing? Waiting to shoot? Yeah, he was waiting to shoot. <laughs> I was in high school the first time I ever saw pictures of people killed in concentration camps. This book Whoa. is not... I was like, the first time I saw a picture of a man's dick. No, <laughs> that's no. Where, that's where I thought it was going. Yeah, it's really an up and down roller coaster. Some of the bodies were alive and some were dead, and there wasn't much distinction between the two. Even now, I can't have sex with men who are very thin. I see their bones outlined by their skin, and even if I close my eyes, I feel the man's skeleton under his insufficient flesh... And my sexual thoughts vanish like dust. Oh my. I can only think of those flickering black and white movies in Mrs. Wolfshawn's social studies class. Skeletons walking, or worse, lying still as they were bulldozed into mass graves. This got dark. Yeah, and he, uh, his mom seems to have really fucked him up. And, you know, Mrs. Wolfshawn. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why he's necessarily correlating all of this to sexual things. Right, well, I guess it's just bodies. Sometimes I think I should have been born in the 19th century when people valued fat. When it was obscene (laughs) to show your bones. (laughs) I always thought my revulsion towards skinny men was a sign of my sympathy for my people. Or at worst, a result of my own fear of death. What is happening? This is a lot of psychological damage going on. Now, as I remember that night on Fire Island, it occurs to me that my revulsion may be much worse, a sign of my own self-hatred. I'd rather sleep with a living Nazi 
and a dying Jew. What? What? That summer on Fire Island, someone had put a pair of legs right up against the wall of their house, right where the wall met the ground. Like the Wicked Witch of the West? I don't know. Okay. The legs were covered in striped black and white stockings. Oh, I guess like it was, the Wicked Witch of yes. the West. Okay, great. And on their feet, the legs wore beautiful ruby red slippers. So yes, exactly. I, I'll just stop, I'll refrain from asking questions because they seem to answer <laughs> them right away. They do seem to be answered. As the Nazi led me through the bushes towards the moonlit beach, I saw the legs. And it was as if Dorothy's house had landed on the Wicked Witch moments before my lover and I passed. And so the world felt a little safer as we stepped onto the beach and I saw what he looked like for the first time. He looked like he felt. He was tall and blonde and muscled with a strong square chin. His body was hairless and muscled. You already said that. His skin he really smooth. likes his muscles and skin. <laughs> his skin smooth and unblemished. He didn't need a uniform or any insignia or an extended right arm to look like a Nazi. This is what Nazis looked like naked. Uncircumcised? Ah! I mean, I would assume. I don't know. Is, I mean, is that what he's implying? No, I think this what he's what implying is just like, like, if you took a Nazi out of the uniform, right. this is what they would look like. Mm, mm, okay. A stereotypical Lots Nazi. Lots of assumptions happening. Sure. When I was in fifth grade, I was forced by my parents to play AYSO soccer. I was terrible at it. it. I wasn't fast enough or strategic enough to be a forward, so I never got the glory of scoring points. I wasn't big enough to be a fullback, and I certainly didn't have the dexterity to be a goalie. I don't know what any of these things are. I don't know. I, who hated all forms of exercise, ended up as a halfback, running up and down the field. Up a and down. halfback is a thing? I guess. Okay. It's half field? I have no idea. I don't know. My teammates hated me because I held them back, and they excluded me from their socializing and their camaraderie. Oh. But one day, star forward Andrew, oh. who I knew from Hebrew school. Oh. Brought a Hustler magazine to practice. Wait, Pro- wait is Hustler's women though, yes. right? Okay, great. Yeah, I think that's when he's going to find out that he, he likes men. Okay, great. We're, we're finally, it's slow build. It's you know, slow to, build. Yeah. Providence allowed the coach to be late that day. And so 13 horny 11-year-olds huddled around Andrew, watching as he proudly flipped the pages. <laughs> Most of the pictures were of women, and I already knew I didn't like them. But I hooted and hollered and surreptitiously adjusted my jock just like everybody else. I imagined my teammates getting horny, and that made me horny too. Oh! But one of the spreads burned. Soccer practice, would you say? Soccer practice. Soccer practice. There is nothing wrong with helping a buddy out with soccer practice. But one of the spreads burned into my mind a prison scene with male guards and female prisoners. It was a gigantic orgy with the guards fucking the prisoners and the prisoners servicing the guards, and it was pretty sexy. Oh. My attention went to a cop, and it sounds problematic to me. But yeah. You know, well, apparently, concentration camps, yeah. no-go, mm-hmm. prisoner rape, fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My attention went to a cop in the corner, sitting on a chair, his pants around his ankles. His cap was pulled down over his eyes, seemingly asleep in the midst of the orgy. But his dick was still hard and straight up in the air. He was like me, separate from the others, but still aroused. Perhaps <laughs> perhaps he was even dreaming of being in a much more satisfying orgy, surrounded by hunky male prisoners who he could punish or reward at his discretion. Oh boy, I, we don't know this character's name yet, do we? No. Oh, I want him to have some nice therapy. Right. <laughs> right. Poor, I'm going to name him Evan. Oh. Poor Evan. Poor Evan. 
Suddenly, the coach arrived and we tore up the magazine and stuffed the pages into the bushes. Well, don't tear, tear it up. Right? And then that way they can each grab a page for later. Oh, sure. Okay. As Macho Andrew wailed that it belonged to his brother who was going to kill him. Again, they shouldn't have torn it up. No. Ever since then, nothing turns me on like a man in authority. Oh, boy. This Ooh. is some real self-loathing psychological issues coming up. <laughs> Is that why he likes the Nazi? Yeah, I think so. I had never been with a man like the Nazi. I had certainly (laughs) never been chosen by a man like him, picked from among the countless men of all sizes and shapes wandering through the bushes that night. I was the chosen person. I I wish you could see my eye roll right now. I'm sorry. The chosen race, perhaps? Or the chosen people. People? Like Like the Jews. Chosen by a beautiful man to make love in the moonlight. Chosen to the exclusion of everyone else. I thought I would live with him forever. If not in Manhattan, then maybe in the bushes on Fire Island. Oh. I, I don't think you can live there, but oh, okay. Just live in the bush. In his mind. In his mind. In his mind. In his mind. My feelings for him were unshakable. By the time the Nazi spoke, his German accent, powerful and unmistakable, no prayer, no act of God could have convinced me to walk away. I was in love with the master race. No! Oh, boy. No. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's that's the correct response, April. Thank you. My mother used to call things by their wrong names. We would be sitting at the dinner table, meatloaf congealing on the serving plate. And she would say... <laughs> These parents sound awful. Also, that sounds disgusting. But anyway, sure. my, and she would say, put the milk back in the oven when she really meant the refrigerator. Sometimes she would call things by no name at all. I'd be clearing the table, and she would ask me to put the thingamabob in the whatchamacallit. I will say this sounds very much like me. (laughs) I have trouble with pronouns. I don't really know why he's telling us this part of the story. Uh, We will maybe find out. (laughs) Misnaming Nazis? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Meaning put the dishes in the dishwasher. Even when I understood what she meant, I would stubbornly pretend not to. Her lack of clarity embarrassed me. So when I say that the man I met on Fire Island was a Nazi, what I really mean is that he looked like a Nazi. If the man in the bushes had really been a Nazi, I like to hope I wouldn't have slept with him. I like to hope his muscles wouldn't have been enough. So they did sleep together. I, they jerked, but they didn't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Ooh, I certainly like to hope I wouldn't have gone to his beach house the following night. He has a beach house? Fancy Nazi. The Nazi had invited me over, given me the address as we lay on the beach, making out, getting sand into our socks and underwear. Socks on the beach. Right? And also, uh, I don't know, whatever. I imagined that it was the first step in our eventual moving in together. And as I made my way home over the creaking boardwalks, I repeated the address again and again in my head, terrified of forgetting. Oh, Evan. Oh. I know, right? Poor Evan. Poor Evan. He needs some confidence. I was distracted the whole next day as I thought about my Nazi. Oh my god, April, this... (laughs) My housemates noticed my distraction and also noticed my bloodshot eyes and my guilty demeanor. They battered me with questions until I gave in and blushingly told them about my Nazi trick. Did did he say my Nazi trick to them? I hope not. (laughs) We're about to find out. Because they were all Jews, my housemates. Gay Jews from New York City. But they weren't really religious. I was the religious one. I was the one who went to services regularly. Who at eight years old convinced my atheist parents to send me to Hebrew school. Because I'd already felt guilty about being gay. (gasps) My goodness. Well, going to Hebrew school is not going to help alleviate that. I think he was trying to like pray the gay away. Sure, sure, sure. Perhaps. So my housemates wanted to hear only about muscles and skin and hair and (sighs) jawlines. So much muscles and skin. 
It's weird. He's like Ed Gein. <laughs> they had no doubts as they went through their day researching cocktail parties, wheedling invitations, and changing I really outfits. I thought you were going to say researching cocks. Oh my god, I love it. How big is that one? Yeah. Does that mean it's circumcised? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> and changing outfits that I should go to the Nazi's house that night. They were older than me and wiser and less prone to crushes than I was, less bewitched by the ocean air. Encouraged by them, I halted my fretful weighing of my responsibilities to my people versus my insatiable libido. I let my libido win. Oh, no. As I made my way toward the... I mean, he's not an actual Nazi, so, like, let your libido win. Yeah, and stop. maybe stop referring to him as your Nazi. That would probably be be a healthy choice. (laughs) As I made my way toward the Nazi's beach house, I passed Dorothy's twister-tossed shack. This time, the ruby slippers were gone, <gasps> removed by the good witch's magic, given to Dorothy so she could find her way home. Or stolen by someone who wanted the ruby slippers. Yeah. Probably a drunk drag queen. Yeah. As I wound my way along the thin wooden boardwalk, I imagined that I, too, was going home. I drove myself forward, imagining what it would be like to have sex with the Nazi tonight. How good it would feel. Not having to worry about getting sand in my genitals. That's a strange <laughs> choice of words. <laughs> information when i found when i find in my genitals in is is in my genitals in my genitals i mean did they fuck so they fucked on the beach they must but he said they didn't do anything unsafe right maybe they found some condoms on the beach oh oh i see like he didn't ask him to be unsafe yeah thank god because he would have done it maybe perhaps but then also condoms and sand and fucking just sounds really bad particularly if you just found them on the beach oh sure when i finally found his house i stood outside for a long moment debating then i went inside i could never have imagined what i would find my nazi lived with two housemates who were in the midst of preparing dinner i don't remember one of them at all bland as he was and unremarkable but the other one was small and dark with curly black hair and a big jewish nose handsome and intelligent he is very assumptive. Is that a word? Assu- uh, uh, yeah, assuming. He's assuming. very assuming. He's very, like, yeah. to pick out stereotypes. And and it's also weird just, like, fixated on, yeah. on Jews and Nazis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess that's the story, but still. Mm. I was appalled. I thought about what my mother would have said if I had wanted to live with a Nazi, even for a summer. It was against the laws of nature. I half expected the... It sounds like his mom really fucked him up. Yeah. Yeah. I half expected the Holocaust to be reenacted before my eyes. What? Oh, great. Calm down, Evan. Yeah. They're living... They're cooking dinner. Let's calm down. Instead, they serve me salmon mousse, shaped like a salmon. (laughs) The salmon mousse! (laughs) The salmon mousse. Darling, you didn't use canned salmon, did you? I'm most dreadfully embarrassed. The Jew had made the food. He was a caterer back in Manhattan. And he and I did most of the talking. I like that the only character name we've gotten is Andrew, who brought the hustler to the soccer game. It's just like the Jew, the Nazi. Yeah, strange choices. mm. He was bright, passionate, and opinionated. I sat across from him at the dinner table, my Nazi next to me. (laughs) Just every time he said, it really gets me. Also, Nazi is capitalized, I, I should add. Oh, like... like the, every like single a, instance, it's a capital N Nazi. Like, his name was it's Nazi. It's a proper noun. Yeah, yeah. I could feel the Nazi's muscular thigh pressing against mine as I stared at the Jew, full of desire and shame. No one ever believes my parents are from New York. They don't look Jewish. They don't sound Jewish. Those are two different things. Yeah. But okay. Uh-huh. I'd grown up on a continent and a generation away from New York Jews. Where did he grow up? 
didn't they said they moved away from the east coast to get away from their crazy continent (laughs) that's true where'd he go germany or not germany not went to i don't even know he went to on all those european vacations yeah and yet everyone has always believed i was a new york jew some people have assumed i was from the east coast just because i was jewish i mean that's also whatever I had a New York accent long before I lived in New York, and I possessed Jewish cultural and social behaviors, which must have come to me through recessive genes. I said that weird. Wait, but like, we got to unpack this. Yeah. He sounds like he's a New York Jew Mm -hmm. because of recessive genes. Passed on from his grandparents through his goyish parents, only to resurface in California in me. That's okay. Uh, it's, It's like... Almost a continent. Transcon. It's on the other it's side. On the other of the, side. Yeah, of sure. The sure. But I'm still. But, yeah. You, can't, you don't I mean, get I an say, accent from genes. Well, no. For from, no, it's like from, from people and people parents that are and around and surroundings. Moved, yeah. And if they moved away, it, it's fine. It's Whatever. Fine, yeah. I don't know. So the connection I felt with the Nazis' Jewish household was immediate and deep. My infatuation with the Nazi was immediately revealed to be flimsy and muscle based. <gasps> so he's gonna go for the New York Jew. Yeah. The desire of a hostage for his captors. Oh, no. My real love was for the Jew, for my own people. All of a sudden, this is a third act I know, reveal, right? Yeah. All through dinner, we ate and we argued, the Jew and I. My Nazi stayed quiet but strong. Under the table, his hand moved up and down my inner thigh. And as the night went on, I became more and more aroused by the Nazi's hand and the Jew's mind. Oh, boy. Is this going to be a a Nazi sandwich? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Who's the bagel? There's a sauerkraut in the middle. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. If he just is like, and then we lived our throuple life on I Fire would love Island that. for the next 30 years. Oh my gosh. By the end of the meal, my crush on the Jew was overpowering. But dinner ended and the Jew and the forgettable roommate prepared to go dancing. The Nazi asked if I wanted to go, although he clearly didn't. His idea was for us to stay at the beach house alone. Oh. I was torn and went to the bathroom to think it through. I was standing in the toilet, unzipping my pants when the Jew entered the room. I froze. The bathroom. He noticed. The Jew entered the bathroom. I would, I would assume so. <laughs> okay. Is it okay if I get ready in here? He asked. Sure, I lied. I tried to be nonchalant as I turned my back to him. I take it you two aren't going to come dancing? I couldn't tell if he was flirting with me. I wanted him to be flirting with me. He unzipped his pants. I held my breath. He casually tucked in his shirt and his hands moving down to his crotch and back. I tried to urinate, but I couldn't. It sounds like fun, I said wistfully. But the Nazi doesn't want to go. Wait, 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 oh. wait, wait, wait. Is uh, that in quotes? Yes. But then he says, I didn't call him the Nazi. Okay. But I thought it. Okay. Because I had the same. All right. Yes. Because then that, that Jew is oh. going to be like, okay, yep. bye. Yep. Oh, okay. This is over. Great. Uh, see you later. <laughs> I thought we could bond over that. Two Jews in the bathroom, kept apart by the cruel wishes of the master race. Oh, boy. No! 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 No, no, no! No! Mm-mm. Another time, he said, zipping up his pants and preparing to leave the room. I still hadn't been able to urinate, and I felt like a fool standing statue-like in front of the toilet, my hands on my dick. (laughs) My chances with the Jew were about to disappear. I couldn't stand it. Just go dancing. You could stay here with us, I whispered to his back. Ooh. Now we both froze. The first time I'd had a three-way was almost by accident the night before with the Nazi and the interloper in the bushes. Let me say that The again. who? <laughs> the interloper. 
with the Nazi and the interloper in the bushes. Then the interloper had gotten in the way. I thought tonight I could have it all. The Jew's mind and the Nazi's body. I thought nobody needed to be excluded. There was a pause, but not for very long. The Jew looked over his shoulder, but he didn't turn around. Thanks anyway, he said. Maybe we'll see you at the club. That's a no, then. So that's a no. Okay. It was a firm no. I don't want to fuck my Nazi roommate. (laughs) Now, if he had turned around and said, no, I don't fuck Nazis. (laughs) Sir. Evan. He opened and shut the door quickly. I remained at the toilet, unable to stop trembling. I came out of the bathroom as quickly as I could, scared that the Jew might have a chance to tell the Nazi what had happened. I sat awkwardly as the Jew prepared to leave, but the Nazi seemed oblivious to any tension. And after the two had gone... The Nazi gave the, me the best blowjob I'd ever had. He didn't want any reciprocation. I just lay back while he serviced me. He complimented me, telling me how good I tasted and felt. I thought about the Jew, dancing, and what it would have been like if he'd stayed. Maybe the Nazi would have serviced both of us Jews. I felt guilty for my infidelity, and maybe that added to the thrill. Infidelity? To the Nazi that he I was thinking about the other guy? Oh, boy. Yeah. I came. We exchanged Manhattan phone numbers, and I left. (laughs) I walked home, ashamed and elated, disappointed and afraid. At the turn to my house, I noticed that the Wicked Witch's stocking legs had shriveled up without her shoes. What is happening with the legs? I don't know. Someone's really committed to the bit. Yep. Dorothy was off to see the wizard, who hopefully would grant her wish and send her home. So he's, is he Dorothy? I don't know, In this Evil. metaphor? I, it's, a, it's a real weird metaphor for me. <laughs> There's mixed metaphors. <laughs> I ran into the Nazi and the Jew at a dance the next day, and neither one would talk to me. Oh, no. I'm sure the Jew told the Nazi what happened in the bathroom, and now they both felt betrayed. Why? The Nazi had a three-way with him the day before. Why would he care? I, well, he excluded. It was an exclusive three-way. Well, he, sure, but... I don't know. The Jew must have thought it was his duty as a loving friend to tell the Nazi that I was dangerous and not to be trusted. Dangerous? Allegiances had shifted, and for a man who looked like the Nazi, loyalty was more important than lust. How do you know? You don't <laughs> even know him. We still don't know his name. No. His only personality trait is muscles. And German. I, in turn, felt betrayed by the Jew. He had ratted on me, given away my secrets. You don't know this. (laughs) Sent me off and out of their lives. Couldn't he see our connection that ran deeper than his friendship with the Nazi? That ran through our blood and our history? It was divide and conquer, the oldest trick in the book. I don't think that the other guy was even interested in the German. No. I'm not calling him the Nazi anymore. I don't like this. Okay, great. I mean, I'll read it. Like, that's it. (laughs) The Nazi would have been good for a week or two, but the Jew and I could have fallen in love. I wondered why he hadn't seen that. Probably because because you you didn't go to the club. And you keep, yeah, he offered. He said, let's go dancing. And then you were like, no, I want to fuck your Nazi roommate. Exactly. The next week I was back in the bushes by Fire Island Beach. As I watched the mating dance, the rejections and acceptances, the beckoning touch and the pushing away, I began to understand. And I asked myself a different question. What had made me think my own kind would not betray me? I thought of our history as Jews, put upon, enslaved, hated oh, by the dominant culture. I don't know if I'm liking where this sentence is going No, me either. Always in exile. And I came to realize that's the way it always is with love and war and the history of the Jews. Somebody has to be excluded. Exclusion is sexy. What? Left the bushes alone. And as I made my way back to my beach house, I noticed that the legs were gone from Dorothy's house. Oh boy. The witch was dead, the illusion over, and Dorothy was back to reality. 
Who's the witch? He's the witch. Oh, good. No, sex was the witch. <laughs> He's Self, Dorothy. Self-hatred is the witch. Yeah. He was on a... Sex with the Nazi is the witch. I guess. I think I think sex with the, the... Yes. The lust. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know what year this was set in, but all I can think of is it's like a good thing that he didn't have unprotected sex on the beach because... That's all I can say. If it was the 80s, he could not be here anymore. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's sad. Well, so there you have it. That was the end? That was the end. Oh, boy. Wait, read me that last sentence one more time. I feel like I need to unpack it. Oh, my God. Okay. I left the bushes alone, and as I made my way back to my beach house, I noticed that the legs were gone from Dorothy's house. The witch was dead. The illusion over. And Dorothy was back to reality. You know what this sounds like? I could just imagine... Uh, this is like the VO of some Ryan Murphy nonsense. I was going to say, I, I could just imagine Sarah and Jessica Parker. Sarah? Sarah. Oh, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker like, reading this. Oh, as like, it's, it's the VO from Looking or something. Oh my God, yes. Like This is like the Fire Island episode. And Dorothy was back to reality. Oh my God. So is his mom Glinda? Hmm. Oh God. No, his mom definitely, I don't even know how his mom fits into the uh, yeah. the metaphor of Wizard of Oz. I'm glad the only name we ever got was Andrew. Isn't that weird? Very weird. And kind of appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that uh, was the full first... Of, full of feelings. Yeah. Uh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so there you have it. Hope you enjoyed laughing at that with us. Oh my God, yes. So we will try and do some more book clubs more often, and I'll try and read more books. If you have any recommendations, you you will sure. Don't feel guilty about it. Sure. Reading is for pleasure, and it is fundamental. And it is fundamental. That is true. (laughs) So thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks for joining us. We will try and do these fairly regularly. Feel free to comment with suggestions for books that either of us should read. Yes. And, um, you know, if you enjoyed uh, reading this fundamental, then let us know so that we keep doing it. I will try and work on my reading voice. No, it was very good. I oh, liked good. it. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. That really helps. Yes. And we are so excited that you're on this journey with us. Yeah. So we'll see you next time. And cheers. Yeah. Subscribe, share. Oh. Ho. <laughs>